Welcome to Love Well on Purpose, a podcast giving you tips and encouragement to love the people around you with intentionality. I'm your host, Rachel Shelb. I love having a five-minute podcast weekly. It's quick and simple, but hopefully full of ideas and encouragement. Everyone has five minutes to spare to listen to a podcast. However, there are some amazing people in this world doing some incredible things in the area of biblical hospitality, and I want you to meet them. Several times a year, I will switch the format away from a five-minute podcast and instead do what I'm doing today, which is an interview with someone revolutionizing their world through biblical hospitality. Over the next 30 to 45 minutes, we will hear from a dear friend of mine, Susan Nations. She is a mentor, my Bible study teacher, and exactly who I want to emulate when I grow up. She graciously invited me into her home for the interview, and we had a ball. I have no doubt you'll be encouraged by her story, learn some things from what God is teaching her, and find out how she's making an impact within her historic neighborhood. Let's get to it. I'm here with my friend Susan Nations. Um, she is dear to me, and I think that you will fall in love with her as well as we talk. Um, Susan, can you tell me a little bit about who you are? Are you married? Do you have kids? What are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? What's your passion? Oh, wow. Oh, sure. Well, I'm married for sure. I've been married almost 52 years to the same man, which is great. (laughs) And I got to marry the love of my life, which was really special. Um, We have three children, two sons and a daughter. And there's like, I had the boys about four years apart and then there was an eight year span. And then that little girl arrived on the scene and (laughs) brought something really sweet and special into our home. Um, I have 12 grandchildren. And so um, that keeps me really busy. And when you use the word passion, uh, I have lots of them, but I top it, one of the top things would be my grandkids and pouring into them and enjoying them as much as I can. I have four that live near me, so mm-hmm. I can spend a lot of time with them. Then I have eight away, but I really am intentional about staying in contact with them. And tell me tell me about some of that. I know I know you've told me before some of the ways that you're intentional with that. I would love for you to share with my listeners. Oh, yeah. Well, I have um, three boys. Uh, well, actually, I'm including my son-in-law now, my, my daughter's husband. But my I started out with my oldest grandson, who's 21, and he's a senior at Mississippi State. And then my senior in high school is lives in Houston, Texas, and they're cousins Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know I just felt like both seniors at different eras of their lives but you know it's so easy I think when you're a senior you just can get really sidetracked Mm -hmm. because you just get so overwhelmed and and just falling in love with all the the wonderful things that go along with being a senior and easy to forget just to keep God right up there you know on your forehead and in, in focus. And so I just asked them if they would like to do a little devotional with me every day that I would screenshot it mm-hmm. so they didn't have to do any of the work or anything like that. And it has scripture at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a wonderful book that we use called On This Day in Christian History. Oh, wow. And uh, it's by Robert Morgan. And they love it. They just love it. And they look for that little thing for me every day in their inbox and then when they read it they send me a check just they just put a check at the bottom mm-hmm. and then every now and then we talk I love but that. it's not a 
heavy duty thing. It's just a way to stay connected and to help us to keep our, you know, just to share a thought together. I love and it that. Crosses time and space, which is really wonderful. Then my granddaughter, who is a senior in high school, I actually do a Bible study with her, <laughs> and um, we I map it out for a month at a time, and then about every two weeks we get together FaceTime. It's love wonderful, it. <laughs> and uh, spend usually about an hour going over the questions and talking about. You know what God's doing in our lives right now. We're doing the Quest by Beth Moore. Awesome! Yeah, so that's so fun. What a great way to love your grandkids from a distance, right? Oh, and I'm be so intentional with them for technology. Yeah, you know because we couldn't have done. I, I couldn't have done that even if I wanted to. You know, 15 years ago, right? Or ten, even 10 years ago, FaceTiming is just it's opened up. There's no reason not to actually, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and as long as they're willing. And um, is wonderful. So that's awesome. And as my others, I have others that are, you know, in junior high. As they get a little bit older, I'll approach them about the same thing and see. You know, it's nothing. It's not heavy. It's just a way to stay connected. I love that. That's fantastic. Um, so we have known each other for about two years now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Three years, maybe. Two to three. Um, and one of the things that I was first told about you before I ever met you, um, was that I needed to meet you because you were the hospitality queen. Oh my. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Um, and then I was introduced to you at a wedding shower that I don't even know that you remember that. Um, and then it was about probably five months later that the women's Bible study kicked up and I saw your name as one of the leaders and I was like, yep. I'm going to get to know this lady. Um, and so that's actually how I wound up so in class with you is yeah. um, because the legacy of being a woman of hospitality far preceded you um, and preceded our relationship. Lord. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that fun? That. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, wow. so that's one of the things that drew me to you I'm was because I have such a love for hospitality I know myself. You do. Absolutely. That to hear there was a woman in the church who loved the Lord, who was pursuing the Lord, who was teaching the word, and who also was known for hospitality was like, yes. That's who I want to <laughs> that know. That was the combination you were looking it for. It was. Well, um, isn't God sweet? He is. To do that. Yeah. yeah. So because our me. hearts were knit together really quick. That's why. That's why. <laughs> now you know. Um, so tell me a little bit about what your understanding of biblical hospitality is. Well, interesting because I'm really growing, and I think God's really growing in that area right now, but. This kind of goes back to my childhood. Uh, Maybe I'll answer your question first. (laughs) (laughs) Biblical hospitality to me is uh, just opening your life and your home Mm. to anyone. And the minute they cross your threshold or stand in your yard or come up on your porch (laughs) or even in line at the grocery store Mm -hmm. if you strike up a conversation it's just immediately opening your life to that person and uh, trying to engage them to feel safe to be able to open their lives to you Mm -hmm. and even in a very short period of time I mean sometimes 30 seconds to one minute that can happen that's a people are the world beats us up 
so much and we're all made in the image of God and so when when I know when someone crosses my threshold I am on a mission at that point to make them feel special because they are yeah because they are made in God's image mm. and because uh, because every person is special I love that yeah one of the things um I remember I heard Jackie Hill Perry um say not too long ago um was that she said, we have to remember that every single person is an image bearer of God. Absolutely. And um, man, when that clicks for you, I love that you said um, they, you want them to feel safe to open up. I think that's such a key for biblical hospitality is uh, it's just making anyone and everyone feel safe and feel Absolutely. welcome. Um, we Before I started recording, we were talking about um, the fact of everyone being kind of a mixed bag and we all kind of had mm-hmm. our own our own oddities and quirks and um, Mm -hmm. things that make us us. Um, And I think that that factors in so well to biblical hospitality. How is it that you um, personally work to make people feel safe and open? How do you accept that mixed bag and just dive right in? Well, that's what I do. I dive (laughs) right in to me. And and I really look for ways that I can um, be... um, open with my own faults Mm -hmm. and my own failings and my own uh, trials uh, because everybody has those. Everyone has those. And so, you know, to hold ourselves up above that sometimes, you know, and present an image, Mm -hmm. it totally wipes hospitality out. Oh, that's a good word. And so to stay vulnerable and to stay open, and, and and when they give you an end to say, oh yeah, I can relate to that. I did that 20 years ago, and boy howdy, did I, you know, feel a consequence from that, or, mm-hmm. or these were the things that happened, you know, as a result of that. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that struggle makes us, it levels the ground, mm-hmm. and makes people feel safe because they're on level ground. That's so true. I love that. I mean, that's why we have a testimony that we're supposed to share, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? It's telling that story and it's connecting with other people and giving it's them that. our story. And then eventually, and right at first, sometimes you know, you, you just, you you don't have a chance sometimes right at first to have what we call now gospel conversations. Mm-hmm. But in time, you can when they feel that safety and when yes. they feel that that acceptance. I firmly believe that you have to belong or have a sense of belonging before you can really believe sometimes Mm. when we share. I love that. Christ. Belonging comes first and then maybe believing later, you know, as we cultivate those relationships. I think that, yeah, that's such a great word. Um, so I think you started talking about it and then we went back to the actual definition of hospitality, yeah. but were there any specific life moments or things that have happened that really made that hospitality idea come alive to you? It started way, way back in my childhood. I used to come home and uh, rarely did I come home that my mother wasn't sitting at our very modest kitchen table drinking a cup of coffee with one or two women mm. who I was very aware were there to just share 
with mm. each other and um and really seek mother had great wisdom and she uh she didn't think she did but she did and then of course that's what made her very wise <laughs> because she was humble you know on top of that but uh, she would um she would always try to just create a moment of beauty it is not it's not in you know well later that's i that's an impression that i had and then I knew something supernatural was taking place at that kitchen table. Mm. And then later, uh, she did an amazing thing. She would let me skip school sometimes when she would have luncheons for the deacon's mm-hmm. wives. And she, um, I would help her set the table. I would help her cook. And then while she sat at the table and enjoyed her guests, I would serve. Mm. and fill their tea glasses and get them seconds if they wanted. And then I would clean up so that she could continue with her guests. And what happened was I fell in love with that whole thing. (laughs) I just love serving. I love people. I I love the conversation around the table. I don't know. There was just something about that atmosphere of acceptance and love around a Mm. table. I did a good job at it, and I started being hired by some of the women who would come to the luncheon, and they would do a dinner party, and they would hire me to do the same thing that I'd done for mother, which was oh, wow. serve and clean up and everything so they could enjoy their guests. And so, you know, I, um, as far as just the execution of it, I fell in love with the execution of it, Yeah, you know. But I also fell in love with just, I, re- I just remember it was an impression that I had that something really remarkable was taking place yeah. in that atmosphere. It was amazing. Yeah. So I just, um, when Glenn and I fell in love and got married, I really always thought I'd marry a minister because I could sing and play the piano. Right. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> You're a minister's wife, you can sing and play the piano. And so I cannot, full disclosure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no piano. My mom tried. Nope. But um, I don't know. When I married Glenn, he was a layman. And I was excited by that because I thought, you know, we would have a forum mm. that would go outside of the church. I was a preacher's daughter, so I was, you know, I was in church all the time. I loved every minute of it. I was not one of those rebellious kids. I always felt like God had a purpose in placing me in the family that he did, and I was always so grateful for that. But when I married a guy that was in corporate America, I was scared to death, to be perfectly (laughs) honest, terrified. And then God gave us a beautiful home, Mm -hmm. and um, I just, you know, we decided as a couple that we wanted to use our home as a place that, that people would love to come to because they felt the love of Jesus here. And a lot of times they didn't even know it was the love of Jesus because sometimes it was their business clients and, you know, our business clients and, um, you know, some of them were Christian, some of them weren't, but, um, you know, they, they knew, I don't know how they, you know, I I can't explain. It's supernatural, you know, and when you just love people with, Mm. with the love of Jesus, it's different than when you just love them in your own strength. Absolutely. And even even serving a beautiful dinner with, you know, we always, you know, try to do that. But good grief, my first dinner party for Glenn's clients was on a card table 
with four that I bought with S and H green stamps. Now <laughs> most of your listeners won't even know what that is. But used to you could buy something and they give you green stamps and you put them in a book and when you got so many books you could go down to the S and H green store and get something for you. Yeah. I had no table. So I went down and got me a card table with S and H green stamps. And I, I borrowed that. my neighbor's chairs to uh, have my first dinner party for one of Glenn's clients. Yes. And you know, it was I don't know. I've just always loved it. It's so fun. Now, that's well, some of that's entertaining. Right. But I'm not talking about entertaining as putting on, you know, the accoutrements and, and you know, putting on the dog, so to speak. Although, nothing thrills me more. I <laughs> love a good party. I've always said my favorite party is the next one. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's creating a safe place where where in over a meal and over uh, just a beautiful just a plate and some silverware and something cool to drink um, you can say take a break mm. from the the ickiness of the world just for a little while yeah and it screams love it does. Yeah. I can say that being in your home multiple times. We're actually in your home right now. Um, and your home is gorgeous. It's oh, a historic t- uh, home mm-hmm. in Tam- Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. um, where we are. Um, how old is the house? It will be 100 years old in 22. This is okay. 20, so eight, 98 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the first time came over to this house, um, had to bring my little girl. And she was a little bitty um, at the time that I came. We, I think we had a Bible study um, Christmas lunch mm-hmm. that we you hosted here for us. And um, for those of you who have never met Miss Nations, she has a gorgeous home full of um, lots of antiques and lovely things that are perfect for a small child to destroy. <laughs> um, perfect for them. Um, and I was so scared having my little girl in here because I was like, oh, she's going to break all these things that cannot be replaced. And the way that you welcomed me in and just welcomed Audrey in and were, was just, um, you just, you've said it before, you hold life with open hands and you hold all of your things with open hands. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of those things of, that's the difference between entertaining and mm-hmm. that hospitality, that yeah. love that oozes out is um, everything is just done with open hands. And you are a fine china and like gorgeous place settings type of gal. And I, I love, love that. <laughs> um, I do love it. But all of it's done with open hands and a, mm-hmm. and a servant's heart that is just so different and I think that's that's exactly well, the difference you. that that you feel when you mm. encounter hospitality is there's a there's a coziness even if it's a more formal setting there's a coziness that you feel in your heart where you're like yes this is this is where I'm safe this is where I belong this mm-hmm. is where I'm wanted right. um and I love that um yeah I hold everything loosely it all belongs to the Lord so, yeah. you know, if he wants it floating in the bay <laughs> or broken, I mean, that's really kind of his business, yeah. you know, because uh, it's, it was just to, uh, yeah, I don't, I love for little children to be here. It's amazing how few traumatic <laughs> things have happened to as far as breaking stuff. Yeah. And plus I have, I mean, I have 12 grandchildren. I, I've got yeah. a lot of stuff that they can bang on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Reed loved to bang on the drum. Yes. 
Yes, yes. We came at Christmas, and I know they were both drawn to the tree that you have where everything on it is like 100 years old or older. And I was like, of course, that's the tree that you're drawn to. Of the 15 trees, I don't know, how many trees do you have? Just five. It's not Just many. five. She says that. It's it's a lot. Um, but it's beautiful. But, of course, they were drawn to the one tree that's like, irreplaceable right but you were so great with it and I just I love that about you um now something that you've done recently that is stands out a little bit in a historic um area of town um and was I think a little bit um I don't know off-putting to your husband was the color Mm -hmm. um but you recently put something out in your yard Mm -hmm. tell me about it tell me what's going on with that and how that's going well I took I mentioned at the beginning when we started talking that the Lord was really growing me in hospitality hospitality is probably one of my all-time passions for Christ Mm -hmm. it's like um I think uh probably second only to prayer Mm -hmm. It is probably the most powerful tool we have to win the lost and also to uh, encourage fellow believers. Yeah. I think our homes more and more are going to become so important um, to win the lost and Mm -hmm. to encourage believers, even more so than, than a church building. Yeah. I think it's powerful. Absolutely. Um, I base, you know, I, one of the, my favorite scriptures is 1 Peter 4, 9. The end of all things is near, mm-hmm. therefore be sober and self-controlled. And above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. And offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And each one should use whatever gifts they have to uh, magnify the grace of God in uh, in their own individual way. So we see we don't all have to be China and Crystal girls. What we have to do is offer hospitality mm. and love because yeah. it covers a multitude of sins. So um, our pastor's been doing, uh, really encouraging us and exhorting us about uh, finding our one. Our mission statement is giving ourselves daily to help each one um, live in the rescuing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I've really been praying about that because I am surrounded by Christian people. I'm a Bible teacher, I mentor, I disciple, and most of my sphere of influence is within the body of Christ, which is a, a wonderful thing. I'm so grateful to have that avenue of service. But I knew God just started stirring my heart about uh, my neighbors. I thought, I can't even pray for my neighbors intelligently because I don't know who they are. Now, I know people who are like on this block, but you go past that first block and I just don't know them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I don't know, I I just started having a burden for my neighbors. And then I thought, well, what am I gonna do? Throw a party? That would be my (laughs) first inclination because that's what I love to do. But no, I, I I, I knew God was, was trying to take me deeper. And I didn't know what it was gonna look like. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I agonized in prayer over this for about a year. Just asking God to show me what he wanted me to do in order to uh, reach out to my neighborhood. And um, so I was telling a friend of mine about this at lunch one day and she said, oh, you need to read the turquoise table. (laughs) And I said, 
okay, what's that? And she, she said, well, it's a wonderful book by Christian Shell. And she said, um, it, and she had a same heart for her neighborhood as, as what I hear you saying. And I just think it would, you know, probably you would love it. And so I came right home, ordered it from Amazon, devoured it immediately. Mm-hmm. And I just was so grateful mm-hmm. for the clarity that just, you know, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Okay. So, what the turquoise table is, um, is a picnic table. And uh, it's real funny because I had spoken for a metro conference on hospitality and mentoring. And they gave me a love offering, which I didn't expect. And I was so excited. And I thought, Lord, what do you want me to do with this money? And then he, you know, led me to the turquoise table or the and the picnic table and I had the money to pay for my picnic table out of the money that that. I was given for speaking about About hospitality hospitality. yeah and I just thought it was so sweet of the Lord and so um anyway okay now I'm as you can tell I'm this little flippity gidget and I'm all over the place but (laughs) Uh, and I married an engineer, so you know exactly <laughs> what the dynamic is. So you have to pick and choose your times, you know, to kind of, I needed to talk to my husband about this. And um, so one night, um, it was quiet and, and things were pretty calm. And I just, I told him, I said, honey, you know, God's really been stirring my heart about wanting to reach out to our neighborhood. And... Um, I said, I've really been praying for clarity about it for a long, long time. Didn't really know what it was supposed to look like, but now I do. And uh, I said, I want to put a picnic table slap dab in our front yard. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to paint it turquoise. <laughs> and he went, oh, what? You know, and I explained to him, I said, I don't, I want to meet my neighborhood. And I said, Glenn, I sat out on our front porch last week and I counted Mm. 45 people who walked past our house before 11 o'clock. Wow. I sat out there from 9 to 11 and in two hours, 45 people on their way to the Bayshore. We happen to live near the longest running sidewalk in the world. And people bike, walk their dogs, run, you know, and everything. It's beautiful. Many of them have to walk past our house in order to get to it. Right. But if I'm up on the front porch, I can wave. But I can't, mm. I can't engage. I can't talk or even say hello meaningfully yeah. to where if they wanted to stop, they could. They wouldn't feel comfortable right. coming up on my front That's porch. That's an important distinction, right? Is It's the difference between just waving and saying hi. That's right. Versus being intentional and meaningful with that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I said, I just want to be out there. I want to just set time aside you know, a couple of times a day I go out there and more and more I want, you know, I'm thinking if I'm going to do my Bible study and go out there and do my Bible study. If I need mm-hmm. to write thank you notes, I can go out there and write thank you notes. Yeah. If I, you know, just be out there and be present. And um, he said, okay, I get that. Does it have to be turquoise? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, it really does because it needs to stand out. And it's the color of friendship and hospitality. Yeah. And I said, I'd like to put a, you know, a dog water bowl yeah. out there. Let people, you know, let their dogs get a drink of water and have some dog biscuits. I want to start there. And so um, it's been out there for about a month now. 
And um, I had so much fun painting it turquoise. Okay, so the funny part was... Yeah, I love the story. Yes. Then I'm out there and I'm priming it. And my neighbor comes over, who I already know and we love, in his flannel pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, what in the world are you doing? And I said, well, this is going to be my turquoise table. It was white at the time because I was priming it. And um, so... I explained to him what what I was doing it for, and he immediately said, "Well, are you sure this is where you want it? Can I? Uh, it's not level. We need to level it." He just really got into it. He thought Love it was the cutest and greatest idea. Then all of a sudden, the girl across the street came over, and she wanted to know what I was doing, <laughs> and I told her, and she said, "Susan, that is awesome. I can't wait to have a cup of coffee with you out here." I've never had a cup of coffee with her. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It was already working its magic, and I hadn't even painted it turquoise yet. <laughs> it was just, I'm telling you, obedience is an amazing thing. Mm. When God puts something into your heart, listen. Mm. Because yes. even if you don't have clarity right then, you will. Mm. That he, He'll give it to you. Just be willing to wait. It took me almost a year. Because I knew it wasn't going to be at the, you know, I'm 73. I still have an abundance of energy. I still love to entertain. I still love, but I knew God wanted to take me in a different direction during these last years that I'm in this home. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. It's two stories. We, we may get to where we can't go up and down the stairs, but until we can't, we're going to be here. Right. And I want to meet my neighborhood. And so I've met uh, probably about 16 people That's that awesome. I have never laid eyes on before. Wow. And they live on my street. Wow. And that's, in one way, it's sad to me because they've been there that whole time. Yeah. In another way, it is just the sweetest thing to ha- start building these relationships. And I have... I mean, I've got girls now that come and walk their dogs here on purpose now to get a dog treat and to let their dog get a drink. I have a guy who runs by all the time, and he just likes to he likes to talk to me, which is really he's just a young guy, yeah. And uh, who'd have thunk it? I mean, just who'd have thunk it? And um, I love that you mentioned um, that it's a little sad that it didn't start sooner because mm-hmm. um, how long have you lived in this house <laughs> 45 years okay um but I think that that's such an important distinction because I think sometimes that's where the enemy wants to hit us mm-hmm. um, when it does come to obedience and when it does come to God calling us to be intentional with relationships is sometimes it's easy to go yeah but I should have already met that person or mm-hmm. I should have already had them over for a coffee or I should have already done x y and z and i think the enemy likes to tell us those things but it's that obedience of for whatever reason god's timing Mm -hmm. was now that's right and what a beautiful thing that uh, that now you've gotten to have that impact and i think that i think that's just key is you start now you start now you are intentional now yes and you can't you and can't I'm, always think about those what ifs. That'll never oh, right. that'll never pan out. But to just well, start now I've and go forward. Piano lessons here for forty three years. Mm. And it you know, I had my own studio here in the house. But it was a lot more than teaching piano. Yeah. I mean, I offered hospitality to sixty families a week that walked yeah. through my house. Which I love. And sitting here and 
a lot of times uh, that led to meaningful conversations about right. what was going on in their lives. It it that was fine for that time. Yes. And now and and the I'm sure that I'll still have a dinner party now and again, but but the turquoise table right now is where the action is. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the Holy Spirit is. And I love that. Yeah. 16 people in what you said a, a month? month? Yes. That's incredible. I know. And I'm keeping a journal. Oh, I love that. And um, writing down who I meet and then, um, and writing their names. For one thing, I, you know, as I get older, my short-term memory yes. is bad. And I really want to be able to call them by name. Yeah, I have know. a I have a note in my phone too for all my neighbors that as I meet them, I write them and I write where they live so that I know. Oh, that's cool. And I can remember it. Yeah, it's hard. We have forty people on our street, not counting our house, and so right. forty houses, I should say. So try try to keep all that together right. at any ages. Exactly. <laughs> Just a nightmare trying to exactly. work that out. So and I love that you journal it. I I want to. I don't know what it how the Lord's going to evolve it. In the turquoise table, if y'all want to read the book, it is a great read. Yes. Uh, and God took her obedience and magnified it. Unbelievable. I don't know where God's going to take my little turquoise table. He can do with it what he wants. Um, but I have little children now all around. Um, and when they see me out there, they'll come down and Love play. Uh, I have dominoes. I have, Aww. you know, uh, I have this ping pong table. That, I mean, a ping pong net that stretches across any table to become a mm-hmm. big, big ping pong table so they can play ping pong. And, How fun. Yeah. Uh, You're like we, the hot spot in the neighborhood well, now. you know, whatever God wants. I love that. Yeah, whatever God wants. Um, my neighbors, I, I didn't know because we live in a historic section, I didn't know how they would respond. But uh, yeah, turquoise is not very um, historic of a color. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But it has been very well received. I love and that. And that's Jesus. Yeah, that's just Jesus. Yeah. He'll, you know, it, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, just that how you shared of how God has taken you on a hospitality journey from being a child and seeing it modeled and mm-hmm. kind of learning the fundamental basics of serving first. Mm-hmm. And then now how God has used piano lessons and how he's used dinner parties for clients. And now he's using a turquoise table. And I, yeah. I love that. I think that that is so key is when we, when we listen to the voice of the Lord, mm-hmm. it's going to look different throughout our lives. But that theme has been running through your whole life, which mm-hmm. is just loving people well because you love Jesus and you want them oh, to also. Absolutely. And I love that. So absolutely. That is the motive behind everything. They just, the, the sweet world just doesn't know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And, you know, uh, I, I just, I hope uh, it's the desire of my heart, you know, to really be um, down, you know, Maybe in a couple of weeks to be able to say I had a couple, I was able to really share Christ with someone, yeah. you know, because they stopped and, yeah. and really chatted. Well, and you've um, been part of my story with my sweet neighbors of pouring into them for nine months um, before um, first she came to know the Lord and then her husband came to know the Lord and you got to lead her to the Lord. Um, and so, I mean, those those conversations take time. They and, do. But what an amazing thing and how it's cool. It's relationship. I, it is. It's caring about one another right where they are. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had a lady walk by last week. She's not from here. She's visiting. She was visiting her sister that lived three blocks down. 
and she um, just wanted to go for a walk on the Bayshore. She saw me sitting out there, and she was from Connecticut, and she uh, just said, what's with the dog biscuits in the dog pan? Do you love dogs? And I said, not really particularly. I love the people that have dogs. And she went, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and um, so we, we chatted for a little while, but by the time she walked on, she had really shared some real mm. deep hurts. Um, she had a son that um, she was estranged from, and, mm. you know, I just, what's his name? I'd love to pray for yeah. him. So, you know, uh, and she was, you know, I didn't ask her, you know, about her, relation, her relationship with Christ. I just said, I would love to pray for him, and she said, she gave me his name right oh. away, and I've been faithful to do that. Yeah. Um, this world is hungry for people hungry. to hear them and listen and to give them hope. Absolutely. You know? And that's all found in our sweet Lord Jesus. Absolutely. Yes. So um, if you could share one tip or practical tidbit, just one, with the listeners, what would it be in regards to loving well on purpose? I know, that's a tough one. It is. <laughs> it is a tough one. Um, hmm. Keep your antenna up. Mm. You know, when you, during Christmas, you, you saw those little headbands with the little things sticking up with Christmas trees yes. or reindeer or snowmen mm -hmm. or snowflakes, you know. <laughs> and I, every time I saw one, I thought about how easy it is just not to think about others. Mm. We get so wrapped up in our own lives. Yeah. And so we have to put our antenna on, <laughs> you know, to keep our antenna up, to, to tune in. Yes. Just to another human being. Uh, we've got to start being human again. Mm. This world is inhumane to each other, mm. people. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I want so badly through that turquoise table and just or wherever I am, right? Is just, just to let people know I care about them. Yeah, I care about them. You know, one human being to another. You yeah, know? and then, then share Jesus with them, of course. But just start with just caring about one another. Yeah, taking the time to care. It's so good. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I appreciate it so much, and I love, I love you dearly. I love you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Wasn't Susan so fun? I just love her spunk and her enthusiasm and heart for the Lord. When there are so many podcasts to choose from, I'm honored that you chose this one. If you enjoy the topic of biblical hospitality, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to this podcast. Also, rating and reviewing my podcast will help others find me. It takes just a few seconds, but means so much. Of course, you can also tell your friends and encourage them to join us. A new episode will appear each Friday. You can always find me on Instagram or at my website, both of which are located in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Let's go love well on purpose.